Hey, it's Tiff and Taz, besties, cousins, in our running through the maze of motherhood and life together. We are those oversharing mum friends you can chat, vent, laugh, or cry to. So if you need somewhere safe where the judgment is left at the door, make yourself comfortable. We will be chatting everything mum life, from the small wins to the chaos and the craziness in between. Let's Let's jump jump into it. it. Hello, guys. Welcome back. What a hectic week. Your week, I feel, has been way more hectic than me. So yeah. why has your week been hectic? <laughs> oh, just because, you know, over-dramatized me. <laughs> I have the day that I've been dreading for four years as a mother has finally arrived and my eldest has left me for the big wide world of kindergarten. Oh, goodness. Such a big step, especially after four years of by your side. I got, Yeah, I know. And I prepared myself for it to be an emotional day. But my God, I... I can't even explain. I genuinely cried all day, on and off all day Monday. It was Mm. horrible. And it wasn't even because I had a bad drop off. It went way better than I expected, but I was just such a wreck. But to make it worse, it was also Thea's birthday. So emotions there. (laughs) Yeah. And obviously I love my kids' birthdays, but I just put so much pressure on myself Mm. for it to be perfect. And then of course I'm mopey and sad. So I made it, I just, I just felt terrible. It was just a bad day. It wasn't a bad day. It was Thea's birthday, but oh, I was just a sook. And you know what? We, my husband and I were driving to pick up Pippa from kindy and you know what? On the drive there, I'm crying again, but I'm crying happy tears. <laughs> and I swear I picked up, I ran in, pick, picked her up and I felt normal again. It was like I was missing a part of myself. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I feel for you. I completely understand how that feels. And I'm sure a lot of parents can understand that. And it's not fun. And if you can relate, please let me know. Because I just feel like, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one. Like, I feel like I'm the the biggest sook on the planet some days. Oh, I'm the same. Lily just started daycare. And like, I really overemphasize to the teachers. I'm like, this is her first time leaving my side. And that's probably literally every parent with their kids starting daycare. But I was like, it's only happening to me. I'm in such a big conundrum. Yeah, I know. That's the wrong word, but who cares? (laughs) No, but I guess in that moment, it is the biggest thing for you and your family. Yeah. But way for us to over-dramatize. Over-dramatize what's going on. (laughs) That's us. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I know I've done this to myself. I know it's my ridiculously bad attachment issues. Like I know I'm too attached to my children, which sounds weird. Of course, you're going to be attached to your children. But I feel like that's just me in, in general. I'm quite an attached person, I suppose. We were talking about this last night, actually, and your family in general, I think, is very cling, like not cling- clingy in a good way, obviously. Like close. I think we're just all very close and have grown up quite close. Yeah. Like you've never really left each other or anything like that. So I think that's just a natural thing that you've carried on, but like you haven't put that on the kids, which you were saying yeah. you didn't want to. Yeah. And I've been so conscious not to project how I'm feeling onto Pippa. And I know mm. I should show her how I'm feeling, but not to the extent that it makes her feel bad that I'm sad. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Totally. So I've been so conscious to let her know that, yes, of course I'm going to miss you, but not to the point that she sees how upset I am. So I've just yeah. been bottling my emotions. And we were meant to record last night and Taz, obviously, you know, but I had the biggest headache mm. just from, you know, the tension and the crying and the, oh, I just felt like, I honestly felt like the biggest sook on the planet. Yeah. So valid though. But yeah, oh, you're a sook. I am a sook. <laughs> I know that. Like hundred percent. I am a sook. 
I'm totally kidding. I was the same for Lily's daycare. Actually, in saying that though, as soon as I sent her, because I only sent her for like an hour the first day and I'm still visiting her like twice during the day to feed her because she's still breastfed. But honestly, having been child-free, because it was the first time being child-free, obviously, well, in years, and it was like a breath of fresh air. And it's been, I had a whole day the other day as well. Well, yesterday. And holy, you get so much done when you don't have kids attached to you. Absolutely. And what a great time to be able to have that in between time between kids mm. at home and going to work. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. So I've got what, three months left and I've got time to myself like for a few days, which sounds bad, but actually I'm not going to feel guilty for feeling that way. Because you do need that. And last night, I can say we had no meltdowns from the kids or anything in the afternoon. We had the best afternoon. And I honestly think it was because I was so prepped. I had dinner cooked. I had everything set out for bath time because I had that time. So I'm a better mum. Yeah, absolutely. And I've noticed it's only been two days. And let's just say yesterday, the first day was a write-off. But today, Mm. I wasn't the same. (laughs) I wasn't a sook. I didn't cry at all today. It was Mm. she went to kindy. She drop off was easy. I had a pretty good day. And I felt normal. Like yesterday was just definitely a write-off. But today was a fresh start, a good day. And when Thea slept, I had time to get ready, get everything ready. And I think the great part about her going to kindy is the time she is at home will be extra special now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You can cherish that and really put a lot of effort into it. Not that you don't already, but, you know. It just makes you more grateful for the little things, I suppose. Yes, definitely. And do you find when, even though it's been two days, do you, did you find today that you had a lot more time to do things for yourself when people wasn't there? Um, Maybe not because I was probably just soaking up having fear to myself because yeah. we haven't had that yet. She hasn't had me one-on-one. Or, yeah, oh, no. yay. Yeah, so that's been lovely. And obviously it was her birthday yesterday, so we were still mm. playing with her new stuff. And I feel like today was just a better day because I don't know, I'm sure other people can relate to this, but I put so much pressure on myself for birthdays. By the end of the birthday, I'm like, oh, I feel bad about this, but I'm relieved that it's over. Mm. Yeah, your birthday's for your kids over for the year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, done. Mm. But I just, like at the end of the the birthday, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I can breathe because Mm. I'm happy, hopefully happy with what they've, how they've spent their day and their fulfilled in their birthday but I just put so much pressure on myself and the other thing I find I think because the kids are still so little I tend to reflect on the day they were born yeah and for me with Thea's birth reflecting back when it was time to pick up Pippa yesterday I was reflecting back to that time two years ago and Mm. there's just I think I've gotten past a lot of the trauma but a lot of the thoughts just come back to you suddenly and I yeah even through the night the night of the night before her birthday, I woke up definitely having like those flashbacks. Like you're not trying to think of it, but you just have mm-hmm. those flashbacks and you go, oh God, I do not want to be back in that place. Because if you've had, yeah. if you've experienced a traumatic birth or something's gone not to plan, it's quite triggering. I know that's a widely used term, but it is a little bit triggering. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you found that on um, Lily's birthday or not, but I definitely find that. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I have had flashbacks. You know how Snapchat does like your one year ago memories, memories. yeah yep. lily was in hospital for three weeks and today's memory was my first night with her in hospital that she was released from special care in the hospital yeah and like every single day i've had those memories of you know going through all those different phases so i'm still i feel like getting triggered by certain memories just from those photos so yep. i completely agree with you you definitely get closure from it i think mm-hmm. it is good to reflect on it because you do process things differently you're not so close to it 
and you can kind of process the emotions a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And each birthday, I'm sure it will get better and better, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Now I see Pippa's birth in a completely different light than I would have three years ago. Yeah. So yeah, it does get better. I think we should do probably an episode on traumatic birth and getting past it. Mm, definitely. Because we can both advocate for that, I suppose. Mm, yes. If that's something you're interested in or would like us to delve into, let us know. Yeah. Now, today's episode, I don't think we've discussed what it's going to be about. It's basically just going to be another Mum Chat Wednesday. We did one, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, and everyone seemed to really enjoy the controversial things we said or even the topics that not many people have been talking about that are quite taboo. So we thought we would, there's two topics that we wanted to talk about today that have recently come up either on social media or just Mandy spoke about one of those in last week's episode. But yeah, those things that have been on our mind. Mm. And I think it's beneficial to have those conversations that at the start you think, oh, do I want to bring this up? It's going to make some people feel a certain way, but it's definitely beneficial to have those topics out on the table and normalize them, I suppose. Okay. So our first topic we want to jump into is toxic positivity. Yeah. So this has been a lot on social media. I've I've seen a few people post things about this and I can completely agree with this. And I've been thinking about this certain topic since I gave birth to Lily, actually even finding out the gender for Lincoln. We'll go into it a bit more in a second, but this is a really passionate topic for me because I just want people to understand what this is. Yeah. And when this topic was sent into us, I wasn't sure, like I had to ask Taz, I'm like, what, what does that mean? Like, I have actually haven't heard that term being used before, but now that I've done some research into it, I am 100% passionate about this and it's something we can all take something from, I suppose. It's, yeah, we're definitely learning involved in it anyway. So I just quickly Googled the definition of toxic positivity just to quickly explain it. And it basically says it's an obsession with positive thinking. It is the belief that people should put a positive spin on all experiences, even those that are profoundly tragic. So it's basically silencing the negative emotions and like demeaning grief and making people feel under pressure to pretend to be happy even when they are struggling. So we've got a few examples and a few things that we want to talk to and some things that are close to heart. But yeah, so that's basically what it is. And I feel like this is certain things that people can say definitely demean your grief or your feelings, which in my opinion isn't okay. But if you don't know, obviously you don't know that you could be saying something harmful. So this isn't a dig at anyone saying anything because you might just not know. And I think like it is toxic positivity. You're saying something with the intention of helping, but it's not helping. Yeah. And I think unless you're aware of it, I can definitely say I've said these things before. Me too. Without, absolutely without ill intention. But then when you actually think about it and uncover it a little bit, you can be more conscious of it and make hopefully better choices. Yeah. I've definitely said things in the past that now that I look back, I'm like, that was definitely not the right thing to say. Particularly, you know, when people are trying for babies mm-hmm. and they haven't fallen pregnant, saying like, It'll happen when it's meant to happen. You know, that's a form of toxic positivity. I would say that because I just didn't know what to say because for me, it might've been an awkward encounter that I wasn't prepared for or because I was young and just didn't know. Yeah. And something along those lines, it's been said for years and you are thinking you're saying the right thing when you're saying it, unless you're conscious of the words. And I think when you're saying that in reply to someone trying to fall pregnant, 
you probably haven't experienced it yet or you haven't got to that phase of your life. So you don't really know how to address it. But some good examples of toxic positivity, so you know what we're talking about, are there's always a bright side or think happy thoughts or it could be worse. Yes, or at least baby was healthy. Exactly. Yep. Back to the point that you just said, Tiff, in regards to if you don't go through an experience, it might be harder to relate. I feel like these sort of topics before I had a baby, I definitely didn't understand this. So I think once you go through an experience, maybe you might be a bit more open to what the things you should say. So it is hard for different people as well, for different circumstances. The real message behind it is being able to validate the feelings you're feeling Mm. and feelings other than happiness are allowed and they're normal and they're essential. Mm -hmm. I think it comes back to squishing down anything that isn't radiating joy like you're allowed to feel angry you're allowed to feel sad you're allowed to feel disappointed they aren't bad emotions and you need to feel them to be able to move past whatever it is you're going through yeah and some typical signs of that toxic positivity is what you said being unable to share your true feelings to someone constantly hiding how you genuinely feel being ashamed for having negative emotions and comparing the situation when someone has it worse Yes, definitely. And I know I've done that myself. I've definitely tried to cover up that I'm feeling a certain way or hidden what I'm really feeling or, you know. Yeah, I agree. And some things I had written down for toxic positivity that I see on like a day-to-day basis and that I might have experienced as well, just starting off with the general thing of gender. I find finding out the gender so, so exciting. It's one of my favorite things about being pregnant. And I had so many people when I we announced like Lincoln was a boy or whatnot, which I know some people are against. I'm not. But it was basically saying, oh, it doesn't matter what gender baby is as long as he or she's healthy. Obviously, I want a healthy baby. Obviously, that's the most important thing. But you're allowed to want something without people going, no, but as long as baby's healthy. Yep. Yep. That's super frustrating when I see that because obviously a parent wants a healthy baby. But guess what? I wanted a boy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you're allowed to have feelings. Absolutely. You're allowed to you're allowed to feel whatever you're feeling and you're validating what you're feeling. And I think that's the biggest thing is just validating how someone's feeling without stomping all over their thoughts. Mm, yeah. And then another one is in regards to birth trauma, which I you probably found as well, Tiff. Mm. You're like obviously my birth with Lily did not go to plan. But the amount of, you know, I talk about my birth, but I feel like I can't be negative about it because I have to feel grateful that Lily was okay. Yep. And people say, but she was healthy. You know, this look past it because at least she was healthy. Well, no, I'm not happy with the situation. It's not what I wanted. You know, it was a horrible experience for both of us. Obviously, I'm happy that she's happy. And Like, I don't even have to explain that. But you still went through a highly traumatic event. And I didn't want it to happen. Obviously, I'm going to be pissed at the situation. Yeah, and that's so fair. And the other thing I find is I've had a traumatic birth, but no, it's not as traumatic as other people's. It still hurt me. (laughs) Yes. I find this awkward sometimes. You know, Mm -hmm. if I'm talking about my birth or something and then someone else is also talking about something and they're like, oh, it wasn't as bad as you. I'm like, no. I've said that so many times. (laughs) Yes, and I feel bad if I talk about something and it trump. I'm going to use the word trump someone else's, which is the incorrect word, but just to get it across. It doesn't matter because at that time, that is your situation and that's the worst thing that's happening to you. 
And this is a genuine conversation Tassie and I've had last mm-hmm. year when I went to visit after Lily was born. And I was feeling in my head like, oh, no, like, no, my birth was not as bad. But you were so honest in saying it doesn't matter. You yeah, still exactly. had a bad experience. You still had a near-death experience. It doesn't matter that it wasn't the same extent or even if yeah. it was, your experience is valid just as much as the next person's experience is valid. Exactly. And just an example of this, I, I when I was in hospital with Lily, when I gave birth to her, my friend had messaged me um, unknowing that I had given birth saying that she just got an ingrown toenail cut out and she was complaining how much it hurt. And then she found out I was in hospital and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was just complaining about my toe. And I was like, that would freaking suck. That would hurt so bad. And I'm like, you can't compare because at that time, that's the most painful thing for you. So do not compare to my birth because when, you know, we're both in pain and you're valid to your feelings. Exactly. I just hate the comparing of things. Yeah, exactly. So back to that comparison topic, I suppose. But mm. this is a big topic. It covers so many areas. And I want to get to how it affects, well, how I think it affects children. But first, I think we should cover the top tips to changing those phrases and helping to, I say it again, validate the conversation that you're having with someone when you're so naturally go to those, those toxic positive statements. So I, I feel like a typical one was everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. but instead of saying something like that, saying, you know, um, it's okay to feel bad sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to feel how you're feeling. It's okay to feel how you're feeling. And you can feel like that for as long as you need to. Yeah, it could be worse. Sometimes sometimes we experience bad things. Do you want to talk about it? How can I support you? Mm-hmm. The classic one of always looking on the bright side, you can change that to, look, I know right now it's almost impossible to see any sort of bright side to this, but one day when you're ready to, we can work through this together and see where you can take some grain of positivity from a, such an awful situation. Mm. I think it's just about really trying to emphasize that the person is obviously feeling something and they need to be allowed to express how they're feeling in a safe place. Mm. Or even, yeah, venting about a situation. Mm-hmm. And I, my biggest one, obviously, as I've said, was the birth. And instead of going, oh, it's, I'm glad, like, at least Lily was okay. Like, you could easily say, that sucks. That's such a shit situation. Like, something as simple as that. And then I can vent and think Mm -hmm. that you're saying it's okay that I'm allowed to feel that way instead of going, oh no, I'm glad she's okay. Because I've said that to so many people. I'm just glad she's okay because I just don't want to have to explain my emotions. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the psychology of not bottling things up. So often we're taught to suppress how we're feeling and just smile. It's going to be okay. But you need to get through the bad stuff first before you even start thinking about the positives. Yeah. And one of the main things that I've seen in relation to this topic is miscarriages, which I think Mm. a lot of people are talking about on social media lately, which is just phenomenal. I'm so happy people are when they feel comfortable too. But in regards to that, like if you don't know what to say, just say, I'm really sorry this is happening to you. I'm here to chat if you need to, or even like I'm thinking of you, Mm -hmm. like small things like that, because positivity can be harmful. Yeah, positivity used in the wrong way can be toxic as we're trying to get across. Yeah. And not to say we're perfect, obviously not. We're just, tr- we're just tr- trying to educate ourselves into being better friends and better colleagues and better family members by supporting people in 
in a opportunity in an opportunistic way mm. to help them. Yeah, it's so normal not knowing what to say though, because mm. I have had so many awkward encounters that I just didn't know what to say. I wanted to be positive, but I didn't want it to be, you know, make them feel down about the situation. So yeah, it's it's definitely hard. And if you have said these things, I'm sure everyone has. I've definitely I'm been guilty of too. saying these things. Yeah. yeah. But you can only like learn, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think the only thing, like the one thing I keep coming back to in my head is instead of looking forward to the future when you're having this bad conversation with someone and they've just been through something, instead of looking to fix it, look to validate it, look to make, yeah, make listen, them feel seen. Yeah. Anyway, I'll just get to how I think it affects kids. Hmm. Yeah. So I think I think this is why I'm so conscious of it because I have little ones and I'm trying to raise them, I guess, the best way I can. And you see it so much with toddlers when they're having this big meltdown because it's the simple, well, we think it's the simplest thing. They've kicked their toe or the box has been opened the wrong direction. <laughs> and we say, oh, it's okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. But it's not. To them, what's just happened is the biggest deal in their little hearts, you know? And we're so quick to say, oh, just shake it off. It'll be fine. Mm. Which is another form of toxic positivity when we need to be kind of embracing that they're feeling something for a reason Mm. and letting them feel it. So we're not teaching them to grow up and just shut down their feelings. Yeah. This is a massive topic too. Huge. And- this is freaking hard to do sometimes. Oh, I mean, so you, oh, you've got to control that tongue of yours because I'm going to yell sometimes. Oh, me too. <laughs> and that's it. I'm not nowhere near perfect, but I just, and I'm, I sometimes I go, oh, wow, I really, really needed to handle that better. Hmm. But it's just I'm being conscious of it. Mm. Yeah, I've been really, really conscious of it lately, but like, obviously not all the time because sometimes I just can't handle it. <laughs> but um, yeah. especially having a two-year-old that's going through a current phase at the moment. But yeah, it's so hard, but definitely something to be conscious of. Yeah, um, same thing. Thea is just turned two and clingy. Oh my <laughs> oh God. My God. I what is She turned two yesterday. I swear she wants to be back in the womb. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. She is clingy. And by the end of the day, you're like, wow, just Whatever it is, just get over it. But you can't. Like I've got to, mm. I don't know. I've just got to keep scooping her up and letting her feel how she's feeling because I don't know yep. what's going on. I'm sure she'll tell me one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm just got to remember it's a phase. Hey, yeah, it yeah. sucks, but it's a phase. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, it needs to happen. I think it's a tooth. We'll blame teeth anyway. Yes, blame the canine teeth. They are the worst. Lincoln got his at two, and it was the worst. He was so sick for like a month. Yeah, those two year old molars are going to come through. Yeah, and then we are done with teething. Yes, amazing. Anyway, on to our next topic. We touched on this a little bit with Mandy last week about the love languages, which mm. prompted us to do the love languages quids with our own partners. Yes, she inspired this. As soon as she said this, I was like, wow, this is a way I can help improve my relationship. Yeah. And I think at the time we were both had had, <laughs> we were both fed up with our partners as they would have been with us too. But yes. we were like, yeah, love languages need- quiz, come at us. Yes, <laughs> we need some TLC on this relationship. Let's do a quiz. Yeah. What were your results, Tiff? Okay, so what I found interesting was I knew Luke and I had done the love languages quiz a while ago, and it turns out we both did it when Pippa was newborn, so when we just become parents ourselves. And it has changed a little bit mm. for both of us. So for me, I am... Yeah, I'm very high on words of affirmation 
mm-hmm. equally followed by quality time, physical touch, and acts of service. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're literally me, a bit of everything. Yeah. For me, physical touch has come way up higher than it used to be. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain it a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Receiving gifts is just, no, there's nothing for me. It does nothing. Yeah. It, it, that's just for me. That's just how it is. And Luke's is classic. 40% physical touch, <laughs> equally followed by words of affirmation, acts of service, and then quality time. Okay, so he doesn't want to spend time with you, but he wants to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like when you read the definitions of it, it really does make sense. Definitely. I love this quiz. So what were yours <clears throat> as in chains? So my results were, my first one was acts of service. Mm-hmm which I feel is pretty self-explanatory for a mom. (laughs) That was quite high. And then it was followed by words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then I had quality time and then super, super low at the same level actually was physical touch. And then I had presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then for Shane, he had quality time was first Acts of service, words of affirmation, which was equal to presence actually at 17%. And then he had physical touch as last. He's a material girl. He is materialistic. (laughs) I could have told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, it was no surprise to me that physical touch was high on Luke's priority list. And I can so see when we're clashing, you can definitely see that words of affirmation is. Mm. So I have a point to make with this. While it says I receive love in words of affirmation, number one being the priority, what I find is it's not if I'm not receiving high words of praise, it's more so if I'm receiving something derogatory or the opposite, Mm -hmm. right? And I don't just mean with Luke with this, I mean anything in general. If Mm -hmm. I guess if someone's putting me down or questioning me, I just shut down. Completely agree. Yeah. I guess, yeah, with yours, with words of affirmation was high too. Mm, yeah, my words of affirmation was high. And for me, I am someone who needs validation. Mm-hmm. So hearing words that validate me is super helpful. And usually I know the answer, but I just want someone to validate everything I do. Yeah, And obviously correct me if I'm doing it wrong, but I also love hearing, I love Shane coming home and saying, well, the house looks really nice today or, yes. oh, wow, you're glowing. And he does this on like a very regular basis. But I just like people saying nice things to me. And I think maybe because we're at home all day, we don't really have adult company that much with small children. So just being told something nice is just so, I love it. And even the words like, oh, you know, you're smashing it or God, you're a good mom. I love being hurt. Like I love Shane telling me that I'm a good mom. Me too. And same thing, Luke is very good at it. And then when you make him more conscious of it, it's even Mm. better. Yeah. And what I've noticed, what I love about the Love Languages quiz is it's not about so much how you receive love. It's about how your partner shows love. Yes. So for me, for me, Luke, for Luke, acts of service was really high on his. And if I actually go, oh, wait, and take notice, the things he does is him showing him me. He loves me. Like yeah. every morning he will make the bed. And when he makes the bed, it is perfect. Mm. Or he'll leave a tea bag and a cup ready for me. Oh my God. So you cute. know what I mean? And <laughs> when you haven't done the quiz in a while, you're not taking notice that that's how he shows love. So then when you're taking notice of how they're showing love, it's easier to feel loved, I suppose. And that's the whole benefit of the love languages quiz. 
Yes, I so, so agree with that. Also, I feel like if you haven't done this quiz, the way you show love to someone else is probably how you want to receive that. So for Shane personally, he, like, as we said, it it was his second lowest, but still the gifts. And he always buys me stuff and thinking that I love that. I genuinely don't like getting presents all the time because I stress about, you know, the the money and things like that. So I genuinely don't actually like receiving presents. I love it on my birthday and stuff, but not every day or something. Whereas he's doing that because that's what he likes. And he thinks that, you know, I would appreciate that because that's what he enjoys. So by doing this, he was able to say, okay, hang on. You don't want me to buy you something, but you want me to pick up my clothes and put them in the washing machine. Yes. So this comes back to the acts of service with Luke. It's so important to him. And I guess if I'm not doing those things that he's doing, like if I forget to make the bed, that upsets him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's like Mm -hmm. the little things. And when you realize that you go, oh, so that's why he's not feeling love because I'm not ticking the right boxes, I guess. Yeah. And Shane's quality time, quality time was his highest, which I did not realize. And he said, when we talked about it, he was like, I just love it when we sit on the couch and we're not, you know, even if we're on our phones, but like sometimes when we're talking, let's not have our phone open. Just put your phone down and let's talk mm-hmm. like eye contact, which yep. obviously we do, but it's hard if you get into the mundane things of, you know, kids are in bed, you want to be on your phone relaxing. But now I can take that into consideration and actually go, okay, Shane's in the room, I'm in the room, I'm going to put my phone down, just talk to him or play a board game. He loves mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, that's so cute. So, something here a lot of people relate to with a husband with high physical touch needs I suppose mm-hmm. if you're a mum you're touched out at the end of the day you do not want to be touched right mm-hmm. yeah your husband needs physical touch to feel loved mm. and it doesn't have to be sexual physical touch it's just that's how they feel connection mm-hmm. and for Luke it's like see you're sitting in the corner of the couch Tiff just come closer I'm like, yes. oh, yeah of course and he it's not because I didn't want to sit next to him. You're just like, oh, I'm personal free. space. Yeah, that's right. That's what I had my main thing. My physical touch was the lowest. And it was because of that. You know, I have a baby attached to my boob. I have a toddler crawling over me and you're with them. Someone's sitting on your lap at least at one time at all during the day. And that's the last thing I want when I put the kids to bed after just cuddling Lily to sleep and having her on my boob. I don't want people touching me and or not people. I don't want Shane touching me. So I think that's why my physical touch was so low. I just want my space. I don't want to sit next to anyone. I just want to be my in my own bubble. And again, these things will totally change in different phases of life. If I did this before kids, it'd probably be completely different. Yeah, at this phase of life, that's, you know, that's not my need at the moment. See, and I can definitely vouch for that. So when I did this four years ago, my physical touch was low, like it was non-existent. I didn't need it. I didn't want it. Whereas Mm. Luke's, same thing, was still really high. So I guess having been more conscious of it over the last four years, obviously having taken it into account, it's now more important to me, physical Mm. touch, because I guess if Luke's happy, I'm happy, you know, and vice versa. So if holding his hand while we're outside with the kids or sitting close to him onto the on the couch is what he needs to feel loved, then obviously you want to do that because if they're happy, you're happy, you know? Yeah, completely agree with that. And I'm sure after I stopped breastfeeding and my kids are a little older, I think, and not so much mm-hmm. just on you 24-7, that, that will probably change for me for sure. But right now, the last thing I want is someone 
well, so I keep saying someone, shame. <laughs> One <laughs> person. <me>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're feeling in a bit of a rut or even if you're not, definitely hit the love languages quiz up. It's mm. such a beneficial tool. And I think the biggest thing I've already said, but the biggest thing to take away from it is how your partner is showing love might not be how you receive love. Mm-hmm. But if you're more conscious of how they're showing love in their own way, it's just so much easier to receive. Yeah. And it sounds really corny going, oh, do the love languages. Quiz. Like it, it's, I feel like it sounds just like real lame. But honestly, like after this has really improved things, I say that as Shane and I are fighting right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's helped. Like Shane's done, after, especially after the quiz, Shane did really random things that he would never do because he knew that I wanted acts mm-hmm. of service. And yep. back to being in your phase of life, acts of service for me is so high because all day I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning up after food five times a day for the kids. I'm cooking for them and everything. The last thing I want is to do more jobs. So if Shane can take one off my stress list, holy crap, it just lifts something off your shoulders. Absolutely. So just to make you feel better, Luke did not want to do the quiz. At the start, he's like, oh, my God, Tiffany, really? Can't we just watch the movie? I'm like, no. No, 10 minutes, Luke. I'm asking for 10 minutes. He's like, fine, fine, whatever. And he did it. And at the end of the 10 minutes, he's like, oh, oh yeah, thanks. That was actually pretty good. Mm. And then the next morning when I woke up and he'd gone to golf and I go out and he's stuck, like gotten the kids stuff out for brekkie ready. He'd gotten my cup, like my teacup ready. So I'm like, cute. oh, see, he's being conscious of it, you know? Yeah. And it really does make a difference. Oh, I love that he does your teacup. That's just the sweetest. But these are things like him making the bed is such a normal thing for him to do. And I just take it for granted. But then when you realize that's him showing love. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Luke making bed. I don't think that's normal. I don't know many guys that make the bed. Oh my God. So. When he makes the bed, like I can't match his standard. He's a little um, OCD, would I say? Oh, everything. <laughs> He's ha- the neat yeah. freak. He is the neat freak, which is so strange. When he lived at home, like his mum warned me, Tiff, he's not going to help around the house. And now look at him. He's the one that like, if I do something, it's not to the right standard. And I'm like, oh, mate, come on. I'm a pretty clean person, but he is next level. I'm also an insanely clean and neat person. But I remember when you guys came to stay with me, Luke was doing a really random jobs around the house. <laughs> so he, random, I'm pretty right? sure he like cleaned a groove in the fridge. And I was just like, what the? F-? Oh, I know. Quick random topic on Tiffany and Luke's marriage. At the start, when we first started dating, or well, sorry, when we first started living together, and he would like come back and clean something after I'd already cleaned it, or he'd make the bed neater. It used to piss me off so much. I never felt like I was good enough. Yeah, and okay. I had kids and went, "Hell no! I am taking this for what it's worth. I have a beautiful house with my husband at home, and mm. I'm already, I'm already a neat person. I like things clean, but he's just next level." See, but he can do these things and he can be a neat freak because he hasn't got kids hanging off him 24-7. You know? He's got the time to be neat. He has. He has the time to be neat. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. To wrap things up, Taz, let's just... So to wrap things up, let's just go for one highlight and one low light, one fail, (laughs) one shitty thing from our week. Okay. Well, I'll start with my shitty thing and I can say shitty quite literally. Um, (laughs) I've been so sick, I'm going to say, for like, it's been like buggering around with me for like, that's not a word. It's been, (laughs) (laughs) it's been hanging around for, I'm going to say four weeks. It's nothing contagious. I've been to the doctors, but I've had a bug. All right. And it, 
Yeah, it was really bad last week. I think I did a story and I couldn't even edit the episode because I was dying. But I've had no energy. I've been so, so off my game, which Tiff definitely notices because my motivation is so much lower, I think. Mm. But this week I'm finally, finally getting better. I'm definitely not my full self-speed. Wow, that's not even a freaking sentence. (laughs) I'm not even myself. But... I had my first coffee today because you know when you're sick, you go off coffee. I feel like that's the first right. thing. There has to be science behind that. Has to be. Anyway, it's been eight days and today I'm like, no, I'm going to force myself to drink it. And now I am buzzed. I just went to the gym and yeah, so I'm back on coffee and life's looking up again. So I'm just going to say that's my fail because yeah. So that was me. your win and your fail. Yeah, true. Win and foul. Other win. L- Lily was at daycare and yeah, I've got time to myself and it was beautiful. Love that. Yeah. What about I'm you? I'm so glad you're getting over your mysterious tummy bug. Thanks. <laughs> what about me? My fail or my bad was just yesterday, Monday, the first day of Pippa's Kindy. I can't even like, I was just, you know how you, like on that Disney movie, there's the emotions and there's the blue yeah. one. I was yeah. the blue one. And looks yeah. like, Tiffany, this better not be you every day. <laughs> this kid's at Kindy, honestly. And he was the same. He just wasn't moping as much as me. So that was my fail. I cried far too much yesterday I then I was beating myself up for being so sad my win for the week so I had to write a letter about Pippa for kindy and Mm. tell the teachers about my trials and And it was just nice to write things down and reflect and know that the teachers care enough I guess yeah I like kind of counteracts my shitty part of the week by such a lovely thing that the teachers are doing yeah and you had to goal set for Pippa is that Mm. right yeah and it was so bizarre. I had mum and Luke read the letter after I'd written it. And you don't want to sound, I'm so hard on myself. Like I didn't want to sound like a cocky parent. And then by not sounding cocky, I didn't want to sound like I don't care. Yeah. Such a weird balance to get, right? No, agreed. Like you definitely need to point out, I don't want to say flaws, but the things that she struggles with. But then at the same time, you're highlighting that, you know, she's a pretty clever kid. But her confidence sometimes gets in the way of her politeness. So if you could work on that. <laughs> but, yeah, I think she's a different kid at kindy to who she is at home. Yeah, okay. She's like a – I think she's going to be a 100% law-abiding citizen. Really? Mm, yep. Once she has rules to follow, she is like – yeah, she she follows okay. those rules to a T. So she's so going to be coming- the annoying teacher's pet. Yeah, she is going to be annoying. Like she's coming home and saying, "Mummy, that was a red choice, not a green choice." <laughs> like I must have raised my voice, or I can't remember what I did. But anyway, it was a red choice. I'm like, "Oh, damn!" So yeah, yeah. So she's coming home, teaching us to say grace before our meals, and I'm like, "Oh, damn! This kid's going to teach me a thing or two. Oh, that's cute. I used to love saying grace before dinner. I know, and obviously I haven't experienced a child being educated by other people, so she's coming home singing different songs. I'm like, oh, kid, you are so cute. Rebel at home and a law-abiding citizen at school. (laughs) (laughs) So one other highlight I had was when we picked up Pippa from kindy. This is is, Look, kindy is just my life now, okay, guys? (laughs) Anyway, we picked up Pippa from kindy, and... The first thing she did was wanted to hug her sister. Like they haven't been apart. Yeah. They've they're never really apart. Wow, I hadn't thought about that. Mm. <laughs> They've been together since she was born. Anyway, so they had their first six and a half hours apart, and the cuddle when they saw each other. Oh my god, oh, so bless! Cute. It was just too damn cute. 
Pippi is missing her sidekick when Pip's at school. Yeah, how's they going? Uh, she definitely notices she's not here, but I think at the moment she's still just lapping up having us to herself. Yeah, she'll probably love it, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she'll, need, she'll need the extra time now being too. Mm. So before we go, I had a really random thing written in my notes. And as I was driving to the gym today, thankfully I hadn't done this thing, but if you go to the gym, okay, so you're driving to the gym, you get into the gym, you're doing, just say your arms, you're working out your arms, you, ha- you realize you haven't shaved under your armpits. Do you go home or do you continue or do you do or do you work on your legs? Oh my god, I don't go to the gym. Can't relate. <laughs> well, put yourself in the situation, Tiffany. What do you do? Um, like how many days growth are we talking here? Just say bad enough for someone to notice. Um, like that just I know I've gone home in the past, but I was going, oh shit, did I shave under my arms today because I was doing arm stuff? But I was like, I wonder if you're meant to go home and shave. Nothing wrong with body hair, guys. Not shaming body hair at all. But for me personally, <laughs> I want to shave. <laughs> Look, I think I would tend to want to go home and shave my arms. <laughs> but then I think realistically, time limit, probably just train legs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and was how my... close are people getting in the gym to see your armpit hair? Yeah, I don't know. But people see in the mirror. Anyway, that was my thought <laughs> on the way to gym today. And I was just like, mm, that's really, yeah, got to me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we really hope you enjoyed it. If you've made it to the end of this ramble, then good on you. I hope hope you have at least had a laugh from our antics. Yes, our misfortunes, if you can say. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to us on so you get notified on future episodes and also follow us on Instagram at ourcrazynormal underscore the podcast. We do a whole heap of stuff over there. So come join our little fam. And if you really want to laugh, you can find us on TikTok under the same username. (laughs) Yes. We're trying to improve that, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will see you next week. Bye.